0: Bearcat Bounce Podcast, back at it again. It's a Monday. It's a it's a Monday after another NFL draft, where numerous Bearcats heard their name called. Monday It is a Monday after numerous other Bearcats find themselves as undrafted free agents to numerous teams in the NFL. It is also a Monday where Wes Miller and the basketball program added a huge. Piece to the puzzle for next year's roster and it is also a monday where of course i get to say hi hello shake hands through the interweb and and break down everything bear cat up side down inside out any way you want it that's uh, time for me to bring my guys my pals we only got two two today mr ryan roer is out on uh out on a mission somewhere out of town so we're going to be here. We're going to rock it. Without further ado, Aaron Smith, Chad, Brendel, gentlemen, how are we?
1: Well, just you and I right now, because okay.
0: Chad's computer is in the middle of a reset. Okay, a little, uh, little, you know, breakdown, if you will. We'll mention another thing you should do if you break down. It's a little bit too early for that segue, but Aaron, how how are we? Doing all right.
1: Help oh, my sister move this weekend, and... Um uh, it was fourth weekend in a row that I've driven back and forth from Cincinnati so really hoping I don't have to do that in the coming weekends although I don't know that I'm going to get away with not being there for Mother's Day and not going to make a visit at some point so may end up being 5 weeks in
0: a row Yeah but those drives you know it's like me coming from Indy I can I can do 74 with my eyes closed these days There is that it's pretty simple. It's it's just lock and load, and you're there. But, uh, but that's good. Nice, nice semi not crazy weekend NFL draft. Obviously, taking up the screen whenever you can catch it. Game sevens and and all the pro sports that are going on playoff wise NHL and NBA. So quite a lot going on. But of course, a ton in the Bearcat land as well. Chad, I think is did did he get the computer figured out? I saw you get ready to click something, but
1: uh, no, I was just checking the comments. There's Several comments. So no, nope, oh, Chad cool. still, still not here.
0: Tonk. Yes, five o'clock somewhere. That's right. Gotta love me some Jimmy Buffett. Joe, we're here. Danco, Joe, we are live. Chelsea, what's up? Brian Johnson, you must be in Chicago or the Central Time Zone. Daryl and Holly, how's it going? But uh, you know, guys, I, uh, now that Danco Joe's in here, just just mentioning, shouting out, we gotta gotta throw him the shout out. You know, it's 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 time to know that if you head. Two Danco Transmission and Auto Care. Get yourself a little little fixing. You know, you can get ten dollars off an oil change, ten percent off your next fixing. You mentioned Aaron, myself, the BBP, Chad Brendel. Just lock it in and uh get a get a good shout out. Danco Transmission and Auto Auto Care. Danco Joe. Good to see you, my man. But Aaron, we're gonna bring in uh some conversation about what was kind of the uh Biggest storyline, if you will, from the weekend. Um, obviously, the NFL draft is going on. We're starting on the basketball side of things, and Chad will be able to hop in seamlessly here. But Simus, sorry, Simus Licocious. I There's a YouTube video out there. I don't know who made it. It was made seven days ago where it, it literally tells you how to pronounce Simus Lukosius over and over again. But uh, transfer from Butler. Averaged a little under 12 points per game this past season. Six foot seven. Can play really all over. He uh, His team needed him at the four a little bit this past season. He played the four. He can play the three. He can play the two. Very crafty, European-style type player, if you will, wing. Shot a little under 38% from three. Just a big, big-time addition to the team and to the roster for next year. Aaron, when you saw the Seamus news, your thoughts, and uh, everything that you think his addition to the squad will be.
1: Well, I mean, this team has been looking for scores, and he managed on a team that Butler averaged, what, somewhere around like 62-ish, something like that, uh, last season? Not
0: very good, no.
1: No, and and he managed to put 12 up a game on a team that wasn't very good. I can only imagine what he can do on a team that has other options to score uh, as this Bearcats team continues to stockpile talent and I, I think definitively we can continue to say that I still I, I know that Chad's disagreed with me but I think that this roster as it currently stands is constructed better than last season's roster already um, without even having played a minute so I'm excited to see what can happen and I don't know I mean you, you've you've gotten your sharpshooter now in CJ you've gotten your all-around guy who can go downhill in Simus and Seamus. C- Seamus, okay, we'll see.
0: C- Seamus,
1: I'm sure we'll hear seventeen different pronunciations, especially <laughs> once uh, Kevin Johnson gets involved. Because I'm I'm not certain he ever said Landers and Ali's name the same in any of his telecasts. But yeah. I digress. There you
0: go. Yeah, yeah. You know the thing is it, the thing about Seamus. So. It, Real quick, I'll just read what what Wes Miller had to say about the addition. said, we are very excited to welcome Seamus to our program. Uh, He's a mature player with great experience playing both internationally and in the Big East. Very skilled offensive player who makes great decisions with the ball, makes the players around him better, and also shoots it well from deep. We love the toughness and tenacity. I believe he will fit in well with our team and impact winning. Uh, you know, his his dad was a basketball coach. He kind of traveled all over over in Europe uh, throughout his childhood. Played, you know, obviously in those leagues and, and developed. He could speak numerous different languages. Uh, he's in, including English really well, which is uh, which which I was pretty shocked to hear uh, in in one of the interviews that he had um, last September when he came over to join the Bulldogs. He actually was his first time heading to America. First time in America was when he came over to play for Butler uh, last year. And so, you know, kind of just fresh and new to everything that was here. Um, But, you know, he had a bump in 12 minutes per game this season, raised his average from 7 points to 11.6 points per game, uh, bumped up his rebounding percentage and average, uh, had a big jump in assists per game, and also – nearly a 10-point bump in uh, percentage shooting for three. So he's he's got a lot going on that uh, really makes him a great addition. And, you know, Aaron, you mentioned that he kind of slides into that three spot that Landers Nolly kind of pr- controlled last season. A little bit different player than Nolly, though. Uh, but, yeah, definitely a uh, a piece and an addition that, that Wes and the team needed, and they're going to be able to get a lot of playmaking out of it.
1: Yeah, and I guess if you're looking at the roster as it's currently constructed, I'd imagine you'd have – you know, Vic and, and Jamil there at the four and five. Um, you, you'd have Simonson at the three. You'd have. Seamus. Uh, Seamus. Seamus. You'd have CJ at the two. And uh, I'm just going to call him Lu- Lucky, Lucocious. No, Luco. <laughs> I like the Luco nickname. That's fine too. Um, and then fill in whatever whoever ends up winning the one the one spot I like the rest.
0: how are we I've been I've been better um, got the computer you know. working though that's that's one step
2: yeah there's this weird thing where my computer and my monitor decide that they don't like each other and my screen goes like purple <laughs> and it's I home. can't yeah it's so it's... then I have to restart and right. man, I, I'm giving it a few minutes to like fully boot back up so that i can turn the camera on because right now my whole system is uh probably going to implode all over itself and then i it had the lovely um i hit the restart button and got the whole uh system is updating
0: update Ooh.
2: yeah the last time i did that it took an hour
0: oh wow yeah, yeah. so i bust out the Thanks old so. laptop if that came in yeah Thanks for the
1: donation, Tonk. Happy Monday, boys. It's a great time to be a bear cat.
0: Damn right, Tonk. Damn right. Chad, rest, uh re- rest we- in peace, bear. Yes. Yes. I'm yes. having
2: having a rough, rough go of it.
0: I know, man. Where life uh, sucks. Yeah. It does, man. It does. But well, I'm here. Man. You're here. We all love you, so we'll uh we'll get through it together, man. So um from, from what you were able to gather, obviously, the, the recruitment and whatnot of Seamus, kind of CMS, uh, what did you see kind of breaking down as the deciding factors of him choosing to play with Wes and the Bearcats?
2: Cincinnati had the best basketball situation. I mean, yeah. the best roster, the best opportunity to come in. And, I mean, if you think about it, all three of these teams are in the Big 12. Cincinnati had the best situation. For him to come in and, and be successful. Um, I, I don't think they had the most money to offer him. I think he picked Cincinnati in spite of the fact that that there was a maybe a bigger offer on the table, uh, potentially. But you know, what won out was Cincinnati had the right fit, you know, for him to come in and and be a top of the roster guy on a team that um, you know it looks more and more like should be a, a tournament level team next year.
0: Yeah, there's, there's no doubt about that. And it, did, did Adams have a previous connection with him just due to the, you know, Butler in Indianapolis and that sort was of situation?
2: More, I think it was more, and you're going to see a lot more of this going forward. I think Drew had a relationship with the agent. Uh-huh. Everybody's got an agent now. Everyone. And sometimes having a relationship with the agent is a bigger end than even having a relationship with the player. So, yeah, you're dealing with a guy that has been uh, well-versed in the overseas market for a long time in Drew Adams. Yep. And, um, you know, I think it's uh, it's, it's going to be very beneficial.
0: So um, the, addition obviously so so Seamus I was I was mentioning before you uh you're able to get the computer rocking he is a is a guy that's only been in America since you know his freshman year at Butler's first time playing yeah i guess you know similar to Vic yeah so the adjustment obviously at this point is something that you can only see maybe once this next step the next year third year playing in America you know, in, in this sort of a, it's a different style of basketball, if you will, you, you could expect, you know, obviously a huge jump from his freshman to sophomore year, but maybe another jump going from his sophomore to junior year.
2: Yeah. Or, you know, he just becomes consistently, a little bit more consistently what he showed at the top of his game last year um, without some of the, you know, without the peaks and valleys, Mm -hmm. a little bit more flatline, which, you know, that pushes you up a point or two, Uh, as well. It doesn't, like, I think when people think, like, a jump happens, it happens, like, like, in a, in a straight line way. Sometimes a jump in your numbers can happen just because the bottom numbers, your bad performances are, are higher. And all of a sudden, that raises the, the, the floor for everything that you're doing. And now it's not that you had a bunch of, twenty five point games, it's just that you had less six point games. Mm-hmm. And those six point games became eight or nine points. You have T V on in the background,
0: Brent. Uh are are you picking up some feedback? Yeah. Yes. Oh wow. Got a got a new laptop, so I'll uh I will text uh text the girl and let her know that the, the hey, mic turn, is a little more sensitive. Turn that T V down. Hot mic.
2: Hot Mike,
0: Hot, hot mic. But, yeah, I, you know, the, the addition for me is also one that where, you know, it, it's you lost a lot of three-point shooting off of the roster last year as well. Uh, and you obviously cured a bit of that with C.J. Frederick committing. And then now a, a 38% shooter. And with a form yeah. and, and with a release, that looks like it can, you know, just stay right there, level around thirty-eight, maybe even improve a little bit more um, with with more spacing and whatnot. Because obviously, like like you mentioned Aaron, Butler was not a very good offensive team last year. Bad Mata right. did not really have have the uh, type of squad many in in uh, Indianapolis area were hoping. But you know, with more spacing, with more playmakers on the court with him, you can only imagine that that's going to be a number that continues just to maybe stay level or even take another jump up.
2: I mean, you know, you hope everybody can take a jump up. I I don't know until I see, you know, I got to see what it looks like and how he fits. You know, if you get a situation where you've got a legit, like inside outside game with a downhill point guard, like that's really where your offense can start humming. You got an offense where the point guard can get in the lane, collapse the defense, Kick to the outside for open threes. They can re-enter the ball into the post for easy duck-ins. You've got, you know, a couple guys that are really good in the pick and roll. All of a sudden, you're starting to look offensively at like, whoa, like there's a bunch of weapons on this team offensively that can really play together. And that's that's what you're hoping for. Uh, but you know, you gotta see it. You gotta, you gotta see it, what it looks like, how they play off of each other. I, I think it should be fine because, you know, you've got guys that can pass um, and, and play, make on top of score. Mm-hmm. So that's usually when things really can gel is it's not just, you know, what, what was the problem two years ago that we talked about? They had too many one skill guys, right? There were too many guys that could do one, like one thing at a high major level and the rest was, you know, below average, now especially offensively you're looking at and we got a bunch of guys that can do multiple things on the offensive end and that's a uh, that's a big plus a jizzle and and Dayday are downhill downhill attacking jizzles. get into the lane point guards
0: with uh, just one one quick thing on cms before we kind of roll into to the roster and it's uh, it's makeup up to this point uh, you know, he mentioned that his favorite player is Luka Doncic, how he kind of crafts his game similarly to Luka, where he doesn't have this crazy athleticism, but he beats his opponent with his basketball IQ, which is, that's something you can't really teach. Um, you know, you can get him up yeah. to speed and get his conditioning up, but an, an inherent basketball IQ is something that is, you know, might not pop, pop on, on the tape, it, it does with with Seamus for the most part. It does with, with CJ. Yeah. With CJ too. Correct.
2: Yeah. I think it does with Reynolds. The more you really dig into Reynolds tape. Gosh. Like, you know, there's a lot of offensive skill with Reynolds as well. He's not just, you know, he can, he can play back to the basket. He's really good in the pick and roll. He can pass out of a double team. You know, all of a sudden you're starting to look at an offense that, that has a lot of
0: versatility and weapons. Yeah. I, I keep watching. The, oh, Aaron, you're on mute.
1: That's without even bringing up pieces that are already in place with with Vic and with Dan.
2: Right. Yeah, this is just the new guys. Like right. So I mean, I, I you know, you've got three. I guess it, it it begs the question: Are are people happy now? <laughs> you know, everybody freaked out. Nobody's <laughs> ever happy. But you went no, out. You got again. three three pretty high level guys in the portal that all fit the needs that you were looking to address. Like, you know, I don't know what more you can ask of a coach as they go into the portal. And, And then when you, when you step back even further, you got six new guys coming onto the roster, the three veterans that were added potentially all with multiple years of eligibility and then two downhill attacking Uber athletic point guards um, and then, you know, you've got, uh, Rayvon. So, you know, th- the roster looks considerably different right now than it did a season ago.
0: Would you, uh, say with, with, you know, obviously the addition to Seamus and, and CJ, how do you think defensively things will look if, you know, ha- having them on the court with obviously not the crazy length and, and, athleticism that you would, you know, just from the outside looking in, but maybe more kind of a, a crafty IQ like defensive side. Cause I think obviously they fit the bill offensively spacing can, can shoot playmaking uh, really good passing out of all of them. But defensively, do you think that that kind of will be more scheme wise and, and Wes will be able to find a way to make the defensive side work?
2: He's got to coach them up. I mean, look, there aren't a whole lot of perfect guys out there in the portal that can shoot Build, dribble everything. pass and right. play great defense. Like, you know, if you can shoot dribble pass and play defense and you're six, five, six, seven, six, nine, you know, where you play and Playing this little thing called the NBA. <laughs> right? right. So, yep. I mean, there, there's going to be some give and take for that, but Wes has made his money as a defense first coach. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to coach his ass off on defense. Like that's, that's gonna be up to him to figure out the right rotations, who fits with who. Now, if, if you know you add an Aziz Vandago, then things change.
0: Just funnel everything into the paint.
2: hmm <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, you want to drive to the rim? Be my guest.
0: I think uh there's just... an
2: alien back there waiting for you.
0: Go back and rewatch the uh, the tape of that the NIT game. Yeah, um, pretty pretty crazy seeing seeing Aziz. Bandaga. I, I mean, obviously the tweets out there now uh, speaking about who uh, who has reached out to him, and uh, it's he's fairly he's, elite group. It's not too shabby, I would say. Uh, you know, when you've got the likes of Duke, Kansas, oh, Vanderbilt, of Illinois, Cal of course, Cincinnati. So, uh, I mean, you watch his minutes in that game against Cincinnati, and that's high, high level on the defensive end. And then offensively, he can flush. He can – he attacks the glass hard, finishes around the rim. Average to double-double. Average to double-double, yeah.
1: Rim protector.
2: And rebounder. Athletic,
0: <laughs> I, mean, I mean he he, he finishes those alley oops. I mean, we kept on talking about Utah Valley throwing a bunch of alley oops. You know, maybe too much at one point, but when you have someone that can finish them like that, you're going to lob a little bit more up. uh So, obviously, the the staff is reaching out to him, Chad. I imagine you know, obviously, a that's that's one name to to continue to track and and see where things go there when when there's a player like that you know throwing out cincinnati's you know mentioning him you just make things work right when it when it boils down to it because that is a program changer top of the line big 12 starter there's there's no doubt
2: yeah i mean that's you know the coach's job is to make the roster better the coach's job is to make the roster ready for the rigors of the big 12. um if you can add an aziz you Absolutely, do that a hundred percent of the time. Yeah,
0: absolutely, uh, and just great name, Aziz. Gotta love it. Um, obviously, he was at Akron before Utah Valley uh, a little bit
2: But you know him. who looks looks really bad in all of this? Who? John Gross. How did that guy not get on the floor at Akron? He didn't play. That's why he ended up at Utah Valley. Like that's why he left Akron with no interest.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mark Matson. Saw him and said, you know what? You you look like you can play a little bit. Yeah.
1: Because
0: he's a monster. Yeah. He's an alien. He, he's, he's an a... alien.
2: Or as one coaching friend knows, I know that he calls guys like him insects. Because it's just all arms and legs.
0: Yeah. John White
2: wants to know uh, whose spot would he take? That is above our pay grade. <laughs> and for people that are getting paid a lot of money to figure out. I don't know. I don't know, but you also,
1: in, you also run into the possibility of you bring a guy like that in and somebody could be like, yo, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, where, where's my
2: minutes. Right. So that, that, that's, that's why, you know, the guys sitting, sitting in those big offices, get, uh, the, the checks with all the commas in them Yeah. is is to figure out stuff like that. I don't, I don't get all those commas, the so ones that I don't look get, like I don't phone asked to make those. Yeah. I don't get asked to make those decisions.
0: What, what is that, a phone number in your bank account? What the heck? But yeah, right. uh, no doubt. I, and, you know, obviously a lot of things still to work out. Uh, I mean, this this portal is... is. Do you know when it closes the the second... March, or May 11th. May 11th, okay. So to enter... It's oh, open is, 11 more.
2: You have to be in by May 11th. You can sign any time after that, but you have to be right. in by May 11th.
0: Yeah, and then you have all those other guys that are testing the draft waters, but also are in the portal as well. So, but yeah, yeah, that was a a big, big name to hit, and one that clearly now has a connection to Cincinnati and uh, public knowledge. So, something to track. Um, obviously, so Seamus so edition, C.J. Frederick edition, Jamil Reynolds edition, Aaron. I want to ask you now: Is what is the most important thing this offseason for the staff to kind of see get in line that that you think would be take the team to the next level, if you will? Maybe it's a, a team taking a player taking to step up, or maybe it's one of the new additions being better than anticipated or more ready than anticipated? What uh, what would you say would be the biggest key to the offseason to follow?
1: I mean, I think you kind of hinted around it earlier when you talk about. Is this team going to be ready defensively? And uh, we don't really know. Um, I think we have an idea as to where this might fall defensively. And I think right now it's going to be, uh, as the roster currently stands, I think it's going to be something that you rely on a couple guys a little bit more than others, which we're pretty used to at this point. Um, But but I, I think that that's going to be, right now, probably the biggest the biggest thing I would focus on if I was the coaching staff, but that's where my head's at.
0: Yeah. I For for me, Chad and, and Aaron, let me know if you agree with this. I, I think it's if day-day is, is day one ready and looks like he can be a strong, strong starting point guard in the Big 12, uh, then I think that's one of the most important things for the offseason. Yeah. Um, 'Cause I yeah, I mean you,
2: you you'd have to get one of Reynolds or one of uh Dayday or or Jizzle. And if you look at what Jizzle did last week at the Iverson Classic, Woo, yeah. uh, he absolutely looked a part of a five-star point guard um throughout the week. And that's playing his way from the the top one hundred basically the top one hundred game into the top one twenty or the top twenty-five game, and then playing great in the top twenty-five game. So um, you know, if you can get one of those guys ready and, and they can they can man 25, 30 plus minutes a night between the two of them at point guard from the jump, then then you're cooking with gas. Then all of a sudden this thing starts to fit together real, real well.
0: Yeah, the, uh, the Iverson he he had the one on ones. you can watch that that video on uh, Twitter where he was taking high-level five-star prospects one-on-one and just scoring over each of them. And then, obviously, in the game itself on Saturday, he kind of took off in the second half at a a breakaway windmill dunk, knocked down some of those mid-range jumpers that we're used to seeing. So, yeah, he very much looks the the part out there. And, uh, sure, it's it's sloppy basketball in those kind of, you know, exhibition all-star type games, but when he turned it on, he he looked like he was ready to to, to play at the next level right away. So um, yeah, his yeah, midrange is awesome. so
2: beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. He gets such like such great separation and elevation on that shot. It comes out of his hand pure. I mean, it is it is a weapon, and it, his body just physically ready. guards just bounce off of him. Yep. Like, it. Like you know, it is a situation where he can absorb contact like a veteran point guard already.
1: Like a running back? Weird. <laughs> imagine, imagine if he had like
2: some running back jeans. He looked. I mean, if you look at him, he looks like a running back. Like, yeah, like a big, physical, two hundred, you know, 6'1", two hundred pound bruiser. Uh,
0: and, and it's awesome seeing like Edge post on Instagram. I, I mean, he he's wild on Instagram. First off, second off, when he when he posts like videos of of Jizzle and stuff, he's got like. Like Entrell roll and you know Deion Sanders and you know all yeah. all these former NFL players and, and current NFL players saying like oh dang Jizzle like it's it's pretty cool to see that connection as well on top of things because I mean Jizzle has the potential to be a star I think and he's making these steps in this offseason where you can just see his game's he's grown he's grown. a
2: lot better than what I saw. Last summer, and he was really good last summer. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a reason I was really high on him last summer, and he already looks like his game is leveling up uh, as you know as as he continues to work.
0: Yeah, well, and Data, you watch Dada's highlights from this past season. He is just—he's a dude that is not afraid. He will go in and try and dunk on you. He's—he's he's got a lot of like him and Jez will kind of have a very similar game, and I—I I think it's just having the ability to not be afraid, to attack, tough, right. athletic. Um, now you add shooters around you, legit shooters. Uh, even, even Seamus, who is a player that, you know, I've got some Butler buddies, and they're like, yeah, I mean, the dude's tough. That's like the first thing they said about Seamus is that he's just tough. Tough, smart player, can shoot. I'm going to miss him. And, and when people say that, you know, it's you kind of kind of get to know that, okay, so pretty, pretty doggone big addition, and now you have this Aziz talk floating around. I think, uh, I think Wes is is doing all in his might to uh, to get things really rolling in the right direction, and so and, and Aaron, you know, uh, kind of piggybacking off what you said as well is just there's a lot of other players on this team that potentially could make that next step. You know, like Dan going, yeah, to I mean, for players like that.
1: If Dan makes a Vic type jump from his Freshman year to sophomore year, the way that Vic made last season, I mean, that'd be monu- monumental for this team as far as the downhill game goes because that's another kid who's not afraid to drive at any given moment, even if there's not much of a lane there.
0: Another guy obviously harped on his, you know, hadn't played organized basketball since the ninth grade, this, that, and the other, so it's, it's kind of, you know, everyone is slowly developing and and getting there, you know, and Berg mentioned in his article, you know, Josh Reed, I'm interested to see what kind of development Josh Reed can do in the off season, Um, things of that sort. You know, there's a lot of names that are still floating around, and then you've got depth, experience depth as well. So the roster is forming and starting to look pretty, pretty good. And when you see national media start to chime in and say, you know, I thought it was funny. I I don't know who I – I think it was on the board mentioning how like quietly Wes is building a good roster over there in Cincinnati. And it's just kind of funny because you know, well, if it if it was it's don't be quiet because you guys aren't covering it. Right. If you had reported a little bit more, I think I think it'd be pretty loud. But uh but yeah, I mean those additions. I they they each carry an an if or like a but with them, you know. But still, yeah. if if they can pass those ifs or pass those buts, then You've got a you've got a core that's looking pretty doggone good, and the fact that Chad, you said each one of them, potentially two years. So it's uh, yeah, pretty doggone impressive. There's no doubt about that.
2: Um, um can basketball offer scholarships above the scholarship? Yeah, you can offer as many scholarships as you want. It, just what it comes down to is when when the fall semester starts, uh, you can you can you can only ever be at thirteen. Like that's the match you can ever have, be it in the the spring, the summer, the fall, whatever. But basically, when the fall starts, uh, if you're at thirteen, you're good to go. If you're at fourteen, you gotta you make some adjustments. You gotta you gotta call the GM, have the GM check the forty man, and and see
0: where some moves can be made. (laughs) I I do like the uh, the question there by um, Bearcat Twelve. Four has been raised significantly. How high has the ceiling been raised?
2: Uh, Again, I don't know. Like I, I need to see, I need to get my eyes on things. I I just don't like making comments like that Yeah. one, because there are a few people that are around in this world that'll hold me to something that I don't know the answer to yet. Like I, you know, (laughs) I, I, if I can, if I can see and I can like get, get kind of a feel for, okay, how does this piece fit with this piece? What does that look like? Right. Um, then I feel a lot better about giving a a a, a, a statement like that. But right yeah. now, it's not not quite there yet.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, but I think both have been raised for the most part. Uh, kind of just you know you see like basketball IQ. I I keep saying it, and obviously like Seamus loves loves to say it as well in his game. But that's something that like is is a team thing. It builds the team as a whole. So. When when you get a got a bunch of guys on the court with a high basketball IQ, the core gets better as a whole. So I think that's something that you'll see as is a true uh true change. Here we go. Got a, got a ten dollar boy. Go ahead and read that.
1: Yeah, just want to thank G for his donation. G has says just tuned in. When is the Jordan apparel that Wes was wearing going on sale? And Ivan Pace got robbed a good five to ten million this week. Should have been gone in the second round. Hope y'all are doing well. Thanks again, G Mac.
2: So Here's here's what I can say on the the Nike Jordan stuff. I I can say this confidently. I I feel confident about this. If there was a deal, if things were signed, sealed and delivered, there would be an announcement. That there hasn't been an announcement tells me that not everything is signed, sealed and delivered. Um so I I I there's not much else I can say on that that just, you know, I think when slash if something is signed, sealed and delivered, then then you'll have an announcement and then, you know, things will start entering the market. But until then, um, we wait. And why? Why do the coaches have them out on the road? Recruiting is recruiting. And guess what? You recruit a lot better with that on your chest than than this. So I would guess that probably has something to do with what transpired over the past uh, two weekends. But um, look, I I can say with certainty when there are signatures on dotted lines, very shortly after it'll be public, uh, whatever is happening one way or the other. So that's the best I got for now. Uh, Ivan? Ivan? Look, man, size in the NFL, they take it very seriously. Measurables, they take very seriously. And do I think there, there's there's teams that made a lot of teams, all the teams that made a mistake? Yeah, I do. But guess what? That's how business has been done in that league forever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah. And it's not going to change uh, very frequently. So did I think he would go probably fourth or fifth round? Yeah, I did. Am I shocked that he's going to have to to earn it? No. And do I think he will? Yeah. Like, that's what he's done. That's who that guy is at every stop he's ever been at. The size has always been a question. And you put him on the field and he plays. Um, Look, here's the reality of it, Brent. Yeah. Cincinnati didn't draft him initially for these reasons. He desperately wanted to be a Bearcat. Coming out of high school. And because he was too small, Cincinnati passed. Fortunately, they benefited uh, the second time around. But, you know, it's it, that a lot of teams like Davis talked about this. You have to know, like, the way the draft works. There are certain teams that say, look, here is what we're looking for. And if you are not that, you're not on our draft board. We are not, it doesn't matter that you're a first consensus, first team All-American. Like none of that stuff matters. What matters is we are looking for this and you do not check the boxes Right. and we are going to go find somebody that does. Is it kind of bullshit? Yeah, it is kind of bullshit, but that's how this shit works. And unfortunately for Ivan, he's going to have to go earn it again.
0: Uh, but I think you will you know it, and and it's interesting you mentioned that because obviously a unanimous first team all- american selection and, and we're gonna dive into the draft more here here soon but yeah, it just reminds me of like you know, Sean Patrick back in the day. uh it's weird to say back in the day, but I guess it kind of is but uh you know <laughs> first first team all- american uh you know a, a guy who, Stole the hearts of, of all Bearcat fans. And, you know, and all of a sudden you see the draft go and the, the guy's undrafted. Well, there's certain things that NBA teams look for. And he he was out of the range age-wise, out of the range probably athleticism-wise, but maybe length. Athleticism, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's just, like you said, it's a business. And, yes, you can run the tape of Ivan Pace, but in that seventh round most players will say they'd rather go undrafted than be drafted in the seventh round because you're tied down on one situation instead of having the ability to kind of look around and see which, which one that fits best with your, with your agent and with your family. And then you make that decision. So um, when that seventh round hit, and that's also when you see a lot of, a lot of gambles being taken by, you know, let's get this six foot five, 260 pound guy that had, you know, a total of, 30 tackles in his career and maybe he'll shave up to be something. So, um, we'll touch a lot more on the draft here, here soon. Uh, anything more basketball wise guys or, uh, wrap it up. Really. It, Aziz obviously popped in Cincinnati is, is inquiring at, at the least part. Uh, uh, but like, like we said, a lot of things change. So we'll see, uh, you know, if other names pop in and if they, uh, are of interest i'm i'm sure that you will hear about it through the board through through uh certain ways so um if that's good with basketball we'll go ahead and time stamp the sucker here and roll roll into that draft talk okay uh hold on
2: one
0: second i was
2: i was looking at something sorry
0: Ah, oh, you're good Quick Paper
2: Supply, your local and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. Quick Paper Services, over 150 restaurants with weekly, low-minimum next-day deliveries, providing a wide range of food service products from to-go containers, cups, custom-printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick, 513-470-2029, and reference Bearcats, for 20% off your first month of purchases.
0: Boom, baby. Um... So yeah, the, uh, continue about Ivan pace, Aaron, your, your thoughts when you saw Ivan go undrafted and, uh, you know, as, as the days keep ticking, you kept looking on, on Twitter. People are saying people with, with a large following with that know a lot about just analytics and and breaking down players saying someone please draft Ivan pace. Your thoughts when when we saw the day pass on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I was a little surprised he didn't get drafted at all. Um, just solely you don't you don't really see many guys go to the senior bowl and not get drafted. You I mean I, I think they're something close to an 80% clip right now or or thereabouts as far as um guys over the last several years that have been to the senior bowl um, combine getting too. drafted. Yep. Yeah. Uh he, he went to the combine to your point, yeah. Um he was an all-American first team, and again, like not very often that you you don't see a an All-American, not get drafted. Uh, Especially but in, foo- in football,
0: you know? It's yeah. Just...
2: You see a lot in basketball, actually. Right. You'd be surprised I, how much you see in basketball. I'm just
0: talking the football
2: side, in any yeah, case. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, that's, yeah. But, I like, I just stating that, like, it doesn't yeah. happen. You very rarely see a guy go, All-American, Senior Bowl, Combine, not drafted. Like, that's... If you have got all three of those boxes checked, I, I would guess it's ninety percent.
1: Yeah, like uh, and so. So gets in that sense, since he had all those accolades, I was surprised he did not get drafted. Now, when you look at his size, as has already been brought up, I mean, I right now everything is so analytical where they're looking at hand size, they're looking at wingspan for especially on offensive line, if you don't have the right hand size, if you don't have the right wingspan, you're just not like arm length. You're not getting drafted um, by certain teams and different teams have different thresholds in that regard, but doesn't matter what you did in college. They just will not draft you. You are off the board to Chad's point earlier. So, um, I mean, we, we kind of saw the same thing with uh, uh, Jarrell White, not too long ago where he had, a hell of a year here uh not quite the year that ivan had certainly but super productive player and got no love and i don't even know if he ended up landing on with anybody watching on with anybody as for as far as camps go after after the fact um so just the size it was the biggest knock on ivan and here we are where he said y'all done fucked up
0: yeah i yeah you look at that tape, man. I mean, just he's a ball player, dude. He really is. So, uh, the Vikings they've they have got a chance to. I mean, the Vikings defense was terrible last year, so a, a chance for you know, Ivan to go in, make some noise, and a rookie minicamp, make some noise, and uh, you know, obviously just try and just show everyone, hey, you you messed up, guys. You know, a lot like Chad, what you said, how you know, obviously he wanted to be a Bearcat didn't, didn't get the offer. Went at a six sack game at Miami and, and was, you know, the leading tackler was, you know, Mac player of the year defensively, and then came to Cincinnati for one season. And we all thought he wasn't going to start, you know, thought he was going to be kind of, you know, good, good depth piece. And then all of a sudden he goes out there and he's probably one of the most disruptive defensive players in the history of Cincinnati football. So, um, I mean, it's, I think he's going to have that chip on his shoulder just grew a little bit larger and, uh, he's, he's going to go out there and, and show what he can do. So Minnesota got a good one. Uh, but let's talk about three players that did get drafted starting with Trey Tucker. Obviously, uh, there hundredth 100th, 100th pick in the third round there. Trey Tucker to the Raiders got Devontae Adams, Kobe Myers, Hunter Renfro, the starting three wide receivers on that team in Las Vegas. Uh, Aaron, Chad, guys, were you a little surprised to see Trey Tucker's name called first above Tyler Scott? And then, of course, how you kind of feel the, the fit is there in Las Vegas?
2: I mean, I was until it was the Raiders.
0: Right.
2: Like, you know.
0: Al Davis. <laughs> Al Davis coming around. The, the, yeah. Like, the you know. Like, are saying, in, Get a, it.
2: a little tiny, like, track, super, super fast guy the Raiders take. Like, you know, that's, that's. That's been happening my entire life. Right. So when it was the Raiders, I was like, man, eh, you know, it's what well, it is. Like, I get it.
1: I was watching the NFL Network, their coverage of the draft, and I uh, believe they said that Josh McDaniels likes to have home run hitters on special teams. And since Trey had the two touchdowns that were returned um, in his career from special yeah. teams, um, as opposed to, Tyler um that that was what they thought as they were trying to justify the pick of Trey Tucker at that point
0: yeah and you know they made him do that that whole punt catch thing I you know made Tyler do it too at I think that was at the pro day or might have been at you know at, at some sort of event where they were mentioning or trying to catch numerous balls at one at one time and trying to see where they fit on that special teams side of things but you know I I mean Trey is, has shown I you know, I, I think Trey was a little underutilized at times in, in the offense when he was here. Agreed. Um just, just look, get an athlete like that the ball in space. It, you know, they, they did it a few times look, each game. I, yeah. Here's my question. Right.
2: If everybody was underutilized,
0: right. Who are you? Doing? How
2: were they playing offense?
0: I know. I agree.
2: Trey was underutilized. Tyler was underutilized. The Joshua tight ends never got the ball. Yeah. You know, like if every, like what, you know, what that's, it's one of the issues when you have a team that has a bunch of weapons on the offensive side of the ball.
0: It's hard to get is into that,
2: it. Is that, you know, like when you divide by 100, 100, however many you got, you got five or six guys you need to get the ball 20% of the
0: time. There's
1: a math major. Well, I don't even know this necessarily that they were underutilized. I think it was just sometimes the play calling and that's a, a whole different discussion, but anyway. I, yeah, I, I
0: mean, think
2: he's he's because you play NCAA 14 back on your your TV there behind you all the time does not yeah. make you an expert on play calling. Well, <laughs>
1: it certainly wasn't just me saying his, that. His
2: oh, five, that's do you want to go over the things a lot of people say? There's <laughs> we Aaron's... could we could be here all night if we did that.
0: Hey, hey, Chad, Aaron's five straight national championships and six Heisman winners would would like to beg to differ with you about his play calling. Aaron knows what he's doing on that NCAA fourteen, right? We're not there yet. We're only one one season. Now. One season.
1: I, I only play when I'm sitting here listening to Chad and Dave and.
0: I, I tell you what, I played that religiously in college. Just like yeah. and then like like some nights I'd I'd have a couple too many pops, and then I'd wake up in the morning and be like, Oh my gosh, had a terrible game last game. <laughs> but still, I digress. Um, so I I I mean Trey Tucker is is a, is a home run hitter and uh super fast. Obviously, we've all seen that out of him, but he does have that special team side to him as well. So I mean the Raiders just get another slot receiver, special teams you know, ace, where they can kind of, you know, let him go out and, and make some plays. Uh, so he was taken on Friday, the only Bearcat to hear his name on Friday. And that leads into Saturday when the Chicago Bears had the, uh, the lucky chance to draft Tyler Scott with the 133rd pick. They're in the fourth round. They have DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, Equanemius, St. Brown, as their wide receivers listed. So um, Tyler Scott kind of, you know, obviously had, hadn't been a wide receiver too long, but man, he's talking about home run. We, we've mentioned it numerous times, but what do you think this, uh, he was noticeably frustrated. I feel like, you know, as he continued to, to not hear his name call and see other wide receivers being drafted ahead of him, a good situation in Chicago to kind of show what he has uh, you know, try and team up with Justin Fields. Your, your guys' thoughts on uh, the the draft of Tyler Scott heading to the Bears?
2: It's a really well, good fit.
0: Yeah. You
2: know, they they need they need some weapons. They need some offense. Uh, you know, it, it gives them a guy that, that that from the slot or from the outside can make plays and and be a reliable threat for for Fields um you know i i think they're trying to be a little bit more creative offensively mm-hmm. so uh i think uh i think it's a it's a pretty good location for him
1: i personally hate the bears offense i think justin fields is not a good quarterback i think he's one of the most overhyped quarterbacks in the entire nfl uh that said i think tyler scott can justin fields espn Literally ESPN, they're fantasy football owners that too. (laughs) Um, but I, I think that Justin Fields can't throw the ball very well. And Tyler Scott being uh, a guy that can catch the ball in space very quickly, uh, should actually bode well for Justin Fields. Uh, so he doesn't have to air the ball out to get the ball going. Um, so I don't know. Uh, it's, there's a lot of receivers on that team. Um, but I, I think that he'll he, he carves out a spot for himself quickly. Yeah.
0: I I mean when when you saw him, that video of him just pushing all the other hats off the table, him, you know, saying Chicago's the place I wanted to go all along. You know, it, it, he came on this podcast and, and mentioned the story about Ohio State. Just another guy that kind of is gonna have that chip on his shoulder as well. And I mean, if there's anything we know about about Tyler Scott is he's going to put in the work to completely maximize his potential and his abilities. So um, I'm excited to see what comes of that, because I I think he's got he's got that extra added momentum and and reason to prove everyone wrong. You know, tell tell the other 31 teams, hey, you guys made a mistake. Pass it on me. So that's that's what I'm excited to see, especially because he hasn't really played wide receiver too much. Uh, up to this point. So I'm, I'm excited to see what can come from that. Last but not least out of the drafted was Josh Wiley. Fifth round, 147th pick. Uh, Chagosium Okonkwo. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Listed as a starter in the depth chart. Josh Wiley listed as the backup at tight end for the Tennessee Titans. Chad, you obviously have a very distinct connection with the Wiley family. Your thoughts on that, uh, not only the pick but the fit, and of course the the connection between Tennessee and Cincinnati.
2: I mean, I don't know a ton about the Raiders' offense, so that maybe Aaron can fill you in a little bit better on that. Talking,
0: like, t- talking Titans. Titans, yeah, Titans.
2: or Titans offense. I mean, yeah, um, they, they run the ball a ton. Right. So usually those offenses are good for tight ends.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I think he's a guy that Vrabel, like outside of scheme, Vrabel is going to love Josh Wiley. Because I think there's a lot of Mike Vrabel in Josh Wiley. Like, good dude, but a little crazy in him. Like, right. you know, he he gets he gets in the in the weight room, he gets out on that field. He's got a little nuts to him. And, uh, you know, I think Vrabel's kind of, uh, you know, not they're, they're cut from the same cloth. Is that, that the, uh, the the right phrase, I think. I Um, so, you know, I think that's a good, a good location for him. I think his work ethic and and who he is as a football player will serve him really well, uh, playing on a team coached by Mike Vrabel.
1: Yeah. Um, Tennessee's biggest issue is they don't know they have three quarterbacks, and I think that means uh, essentially they have no quarterback. Um, no, that's best. two.
2: I don't know what the that's if you have two quarterbacks, you have well, none. I don't three, know what they say about when you have three.
1: Three might be negative. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Know. Will Levis, you know, goes goes to Tennessee. Yeah, can we talk
0: now, about that Will Levis a is, little is, bit? Is now
1: their third string quarterback uh, Malik Willis. Is somehow still their second string quarterback. He's done nothing to impress anyone at this point, um, outside of what he did in his workouts before he got drafted. <laughs> and uh you still have the uh the marionette of um oh, Tannehill. What's the, Ryan Tannehill down there. And I don't know. I'm surprised he's still in the league, if I'm being completely honest. Uh so Outside of that, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry and the boys, yeah, probably yeah. in his twilight years right now. I mean, he's coming coming down from who he was. He he's often injured at this point, and that's not a great situation for a big bruiser of a back like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, Tennessee has some holes and. Maybe that, that actually bodes well for Mike Vrabel, as he did promise to cut his dick off if he ever won a Super Bowl. So,
0: you know. <laughs> he did. He did say that. So maybe strategically he's like, all right. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's draft the quarterback that puts mayonnaise in his coffee and eats bananas with the peels on. That's, That's a weird dude.
1: Serial <laughs> killer type shit.
0: Look, here's the thing. How many weird dudes have been
2: great quarterbacks? Like, it's not a big number. Like usually Aaron they're Rogers. pretty huh
0: Aaron Rodgers but Aaron
2: Rodgers is like he's not a weird dude as much like he became a weird dude
0: Russell Wilson Like
2: yeah yeah Mr.
1: Unlimited
2: Yeah I guess those two count. He's a weird dude. <laughs> but there's not like in the history of great quarterbacks. There's not a lot of weird dudes. Like they're usually pretty straightforward, cut and dry. Like good in front of the I, mic. Like, I think,
1: I think it kind of depends on your definition of weird. Because I mean, if we're talking just different. I mean, you're talking Mike Vick, you're talking Ben Roethlisberger,
0: you're so talking Tom, Tom Brady. In there, he got kind of weird. Little. little, little, little <laughs> well, little, little, I mean, you
2: know, you, th- th- those are all. Well, Ben was aggressive. Far. Favre was aggressive late. Like he wasn't yeah. as he wasn't he wasn't as crazy until he got famous. I'm talking dudes that before they got famous were crazy. Like yeah. you guys are talking about a lot of dudes that like Russell Wilson probably fits more than anybody on like was a weird dude before he got famous. Right. Will Levis was a weird dude coming out of the womb. Like that fame did not <laughs> make him weird. That dude was fucking weird from the start. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. I, like, I think you guys are you're putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable.
0: He had a good posse <laughs> with him in the green room, though. That's that's for sure. Um, but yeah.
2: And for day one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> day day yeah. two,
2: all those girls were on a plane back to, back to Lex Vegas.
0: Dog, the, the, the funniest thing, though, was like when he... He switched when he girls, said, didn't he? Well, two are his sisters, and then one is uh, is his girlfriend, but um, don't ask me how I know that. But so the uh, the the funny thing was what he said before the draft. How he was like, I'm not going to go to the green room unless I know I'm going to be one of the you know the top picks in the draft. There will be nothing worse than sitting there the entire first round and not get picked, and that's literally what happened. So yeah, here we are. Um, but yeah. Obviously, Josh Wiley goes into a situation where the Titans do use tight ends quite a lot. So um, the ability for him to uh, to really have have a a productive career there, I I think is pretty strong. Um, I
1: thought I found it odd that he he was listed even on some. I don't know if on all the telecasts he was listed as a fullback. Uh, So maybe (laughs) he's yeah. So maybe he's going to be playing more in that H back role as opposed to just tight end which just is another feather in the cap is another opportunity to get on the field and uh just be another weapon in the offense if you can't necessarily get on the field as tight end one even mm-hmm. tight end two um you've, you've given yourself another way to be utilized in the offense
0: you know and and chad you mentioned it a little bit on the uh night cat with justin i like i wish that i could get a recording of that phone call between Vrabel and and Fickle, and just hear, you know, when Vrabel was like, "Tell me about Wiley," right? And just what those two went back and forth about. This was probably must hear phone combo there, but those are the tapes we will never see. Um, so after that. No names heard the rest of the way. Obviously, we we already touched on Ivan Pace. Undrafted free agent to the Vikings. Then you have James Tunstall to the Dolphins. Arquan Bush to the Seahawks. Will Huber to the Vikings. Lenny T to the Jaguars. Lawrence Metz to the Bears. Charles McClellan to the Titans. And then Ty Van Fossen got an invite to Colts rookie minicamp. Jeremy Cooper got an invite to the Chiefs rookie minicamp. And Javon Hicks got an invite to the Falcons minicamp. Um, any of these that you guys are, are tracking and, and hoping to see, you know, maybe hopefully something comes from it. Uh, obviously, it's you know, when you don't have a lot of names drafted. I, I mean, three is still a good number. It, it's more than a lot of colleges out there. But when you have that many undrafted free agents and then invitations to a minicamp, that's that's something to really talk and make mention about as well.
1: I just want to point out how many of those teams that you just mentioned between who had already been drafted this season and last season and guys that they have on roster, most of those teams already have at least one Bearcat on the roster as it currently stands. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's and, something that becomes contagious. Like, And, you know, that that's, that's part of the reputation that this program is building. Guys are going to come in. They're going to know the game. They're going to know the playbook. They're going to work sure. like that's that's going to get you the benefit of the doubt. A lot of times it didn't happen this year in terms of, you know, guys having the the, the benefit of the doubt. Um, it would have been interesting to see, like, say they, you know, Ben doesn't get hurt. They beat Tulane. They go and win the bowl game. Right. You know how much different does it look like for some of those guys that were borderline um do, do teams pull the trigger and you know when you get when you get all the way to the college football playoff guess what teams are more likely to pull the trigger now that team had more talent so that's that's one thing but you know if you remember that draft a year ago a lot of those guys went a good deal higher than what their their draft projections were mm-hmm. or at least they were right at there There weren't any really that were like this guy fell
0: yeah i think des would probably be the only one that you would argue but like, if, yeah
2: into like, that draft like leading up to it the consensus was there's not a qb1 like this is not going to be a, qu- a quarterback right. heavy first round yeah and some guys could slip Nobody thought it was going to be the second quarterback went in the middle of the third round,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: that that sense was out there with, with Dez for that whole quarterback class. And guess what? Dez went in the third round, but he's also the Atlanta Falcons starting quarterback for 2023. Yep. So, you know, sometimes it plays out like it's supposed to.
0: Yeah. And, you know, of course you see, obviously – Des getting getting that starting nod, but you see, as as you were mentioning, Aaron, there it is. Hicks getting an invite to the Falcons rookie mini camp. I don't know what, if any, effect that Des, that Des has on that, but you know they, they probably see okay. We see the work ethic that that Desmond has. We see what Cincinnati players are about. Let's let's you know give a invite to the camp and see you know if there's there's anything there. And you know it's interesting, Chad. You mentioned. That you know, if they would have somehow beaten Tulane and then played in that game, you know, potentially the the same Cotton Bowl against USC. I who was it? The I'm forgetting the guy's name. The linebacker for Tulane had like 17 tackles against USC, and right he he went higher than than he was projected. So right. Ivan Pace makes those 17 right. tackles. All of a sudden, you're
2: you're right. like we yeah. have to pick
0: Ivan Pace. Yeah, right. so um.
2: That's how the system works, man. Yeah. Like it or not.
0: Instead it was a uh, a Fenway Bowl game with a skeleton roster and but, you know, new new changes, new changes. Um let's see here. I I think someone asked where uh Andy Reid didn't end up with any Bearcats. Well, he he did throw one invite to the rookie minicamp to Jeremy Cooper, so there's there's that there somewhat connection there? Um, but yeah, I mean, Chuck McClellan, Tennessee Titans. Yeah, a, a lot of what you're mentioning there, uh, Aaron. Right? I'm interested to see you know how, how Lenny T. You know get him back on the field with the Jaguars and and see if he can't find himself on a roster spot. I mean, obviously, a lot to track there. Um, we'll see. Yeah, Minnesota, we'll see.
1: I think has like three now.
2: Yeah,
0: with Pace, I- Ivan
1: Huber and. and- I think there's one more, isn't there?
2: Uh, No, Tunstall signed a... a, a With the Dolphins. Dolphins, yeah. Well, he originally agreed to go to the rookie minicamp. Right. And then the Dolphins signed him as an undrafted free agent instead.
0: Gave him a contract,
2: yeah. Yeah, well, yeah.
0: And uh, it it should go without, you know, also got to mention the fact that three Louisville players also got drafted. So the development and the uh, draftability of, of players underneath Scott Satterfield and that staff is, is alive and well still. So um, 12 players drafted from the college football playoff team from uh, a couple seasons ago. So that 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 is something awesome to look back at. And even go back to that Georgia game, I, how many were drafted in that year? It was what? I mean, was it six, I think, or five? Or maybe it might have been four. But either way, you're roughly around sixteen. To to eighteen players drafted over the last three seasons, which is yeah. crazy. I think it was four in yeah. twenty one. I think yeah. So sixteen. I mean, that's a uh, not a lot of teams out there. I think I saw uh, someone posted it that only one current Big Twelve team has had more over the last three seasons. So yeah, should uh, hopefully that continues to roll under Satterfield, it'll be. Uh, I, I mean, there's some very draftable players on the team this year, so. We'll see as things continue to develop, which leads us into talking about this year's team. Unless anything more on the draft or NFL, guys.
2: No, I got nothing.
0: I'm sure Chad, you and you and Dave will have a nice ten minute recap of the Bengals draft, and that'll I'm be, sure uh, Dave will get into it. That'll be fun. Um, let's see. here. let's let's finish up the bat, the, the football talk real quick. Of uh, Aaron Turner, the wide receiver from UConn. Transferred to the Bearcats, uh, led the team in receptions, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns. Kind of, you know, obviously a uh, kickoff return specialist as well. I I don't know if that has the direct connection with Tavares Dawson decommitting and going to Colorado today or not, but you've got a, a, a player who put up a pretty good stat line. For a you know, don't look at UConn and be like, Yukon, Yukon was decent last year. They weren't good by any means. They were decent, but they weren't the they weren't the winless Yukon Huskies. But uh, you know, it seems like that's a good addition and and kind of makes up for losing Dawson today, who has what, two career receptions up to this point.
2: Yeah. The portal is what it is now. It's 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 a free-for-all until the guy like that's why the that's why the winter portal that that December window is so much different than the spring one because the winter one you can get a guy on campus enrolled and in classes within like 10 days right like it's bang um you're you're essentially having to wait until a summer session starts which generally is like June late may early june to be able to get any of these guys in and that's just how transfers work i mean I, I you know they they get to uh kind of play the game uh even as a like they become it's not even restricted like they're a free agent and then they're kind of a, a restricted free like, I've, okay, like yeah. i have okay yeah i i put my my placeholder here right but i'm still up i'm still taking calls yeah. Like you know, phone's still open. Uh,
1: also, let's let's be let's be real about the Colorado situation. You can go there and you can play immediately on both sides of the ball, plus every special teams play. And you know, I mean, so there's that. And also, Aaron. when you only have four, when you only have forty guys on the roster, you have plenty of nil money to
2: throw around. Me, you, and Brent could get scholarships in that wide receiver room right now at UC. I'm I'm not putting my. I'm not put my name out
0: there like that. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen your hands, Aaron. I think I think you'd surprise some people. And with that hair, you got a little Jeff Samarja look to you. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can make it work. Um Smart yeah. Smart-Zilla. SmartZilla. Uh yeah, I I mean obviously it's you get a call from Deion Sanders. He says, Hey, uh come come play here. We we need you. We're gonna play you right away and we'll give you this much money. I think wide receiver, back. corner, gunner, and the and returner, kick return. Yeah. The guy takes a look and he's like, Oh wow. Well, there you go. It's a, it's a chance for me to get here as all of a sudden it's um looking like a busy congested uh slot receiver for the Bearcats. So I, I don't know. I, I think obviously you take a look at the amount of production that Aaron Turner had at UConn and, compared to what Dawson had up, to, up, up to this point in his career. And that's where you are. Um, also over the weekend and also into today our Morion Smith transferred to Michigan state, Jaheim Thomas to Arkansas. No, oh, I, I didn't
2: see our Morion to Michigan state. That's
0: it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, was, I
2: it's
1: ricky. Saturday.
2: Okay. Well, yeah, my yeah. time on social media has, uh, Reduced drastically. Of it's, I, it's, I need to get back on my game. But.
0: Understandable, man.
2: Raising a twelve-year-old solo. Yep, <laughs> it's exactly like it's raising a twelve-year-old daughter solo is yeah. exactly like it sounds. The it's, uh, it's 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 rough. It's rough. <laughs>
0: the horror stories are true. Um. So, obviously, it's just see the talent that Amorion has there. Uh,
2: yeah. I mean, look, he he has a chance to be an NFL-type football player.
0: Hmm.
2: He's got to get some things dialed back. Right. Uh, but he has a chance to be a high-level guy, for sure. It,
0: it, it kind of seems like, as well, uh, the fact that um, something weird is going on at Michigan State, too. You know, yeah, I, that's what
2: I'm saying. Like that's
0: quarterback, Tuck, Tuck, receiver. If Tuck's not
2: coming. Tuck's going. Right. And they can't do anything about it. Like yeah. they are screwed.
0: Yeah. He's got he
2: eight years, eighty million left.
0: Right. Sheesh.
2: All because he went and got lucky on a running back transfer in the portal. <laughs> yeah. Like that's. Am I wrong?
0: No, you're right. Had... he landed one great running back in the portal dominated the, the COVID year. And then all of a sudden, this who, is...
1: who also apparently has health issues, by the way, like they gave him they... the
0: ball a thousand times <laughs> Kenneth Walker, we're going to run you to the ground. Yeah. Literally over and over and over. Again. I'm going to
2: run you into the ground for a hundred million dollars. Thank you for your <laughs> sacrifice, son.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. It's interesting, but yeah. Congrats. to Marion, congrats as well to Jaheem. Um, I wonder if JD got, got there and was like, "Hey, Arkansas is pretty nice. Come on down." But no, it's a <laughs> it's a good uh, good connection. Obviously, good good. You know, see how he does in the SEC. Uh, I saw a question in, in the chat was any offers for Ben in the portal. I I haven't seen anything as of yet. Um, I think uh, I did see a two four seven article where it was you know asking who is the best quarterback in the portal currently. And it was between uh, Buckner of Notre Dame who transferred to Alabama and Ben Bryant. And the, uh, the writer said Ben Bryant is the player of those two that he would take. So, um, his name's up there. People are, people are knowing who who Ben Bryant is these days. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of all I got on that front. Um, Chad, obviously they're keeping their eyes to left them right. You've seen a lot of offers out to the, uh, names that are in the portal as well, that's readily updated on the board. You can go check that out. Um, anything stick out to you guys as far as names you've seen in the portal or names recruiting-wise or kind of just stay tuned? Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: Stay tuned. It's, it's, I'm trying to keep up. It is so far.
0: I mean, they've got yeah, 17 gonna... <laughs> transfers out of the portal so far. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a lot.
2: I'm doing what I can.
0: Oh, hell yeah. It's, but For it's sure. just
2: one of those, like when you're stacking the board of like things that are like, yeah. Who are they contacting in the portal today is like in uh, it's in the fine print. Yeah, It's, it's not, it's not up here in the big, right. in the big bold letters.
0: There's no doubt. No doubt. Aaron, you got anything else on, on football or football recruiting? Nope. Let's make it a timestamp. All right. Quick quick one so far guys
2: quick paper supply they provide mostly disposable restaurant supplies so products like to go containers cups pizza boxes to go bags can liners napkins they've been open since 2009 they're one of the largest minority owned companies in the city they provide a wide range of products they also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs call Nick 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20 percent off your first month of purchases Maybe, um, maybe as long as everyone in my house lives this week, uh, we'll try to get to uh, Yo, Adrian next week. Yo, and Yo, so Adrian. Maybe we'll maybe get a thread started on the banks, Aaron. I think it'll look better if you do it than if I do it. And uh, we'll start fielding questions for my sister to join us at the beginning of the mailbag every week. And uh essentially shit on me for uh you know I'm selling myself out to make us more money to let my sister talk trash. So I hope you guys enjoy and get to the banks this week and uh get your yo Adrian questions in for my sister to uh tell stories about. It should be can't wait. blast. I can't wait. You guys got the chance to meet her at the uh at the wake. She's
1: yeah, she's she's a bit of a fire.
2: Yeah she is she's really looking forward to this opportunity i'll tell you that
0: <laughs> good oh boy
2: let's go let's
0: mail back it up right speaking All of right. the bank where the heck where the heck is skins at?
2: yeah i think we're gonna have to gonna have a talk with him about his performance this week yeah it's like two weeks in the past month that he hasn't quite a uh
1: I, I want to say it's maybe maybe three in the last, like, six. Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> in any case, starting in the football portion of the mailbag. Um, and I did see some late submissions from Killer V in each one, so I, I do have those. Uh, with the surprise of how some of our players slid out of the draft or dropped, did you hear if the old staff was helpful during the draft process with NFL teams for the UC players? or only focused on Wisconsin? I know last week Brian Brown mentioned he was taking calls from teams for his former players.
2: Um, I'm sure Brady was involved. Like that's it, Here's the thing you have to think. It makes those guys look better the more you see guys that, gets, that get drafted. So, yeah, if they can help those guys out, like it boosts their resume to do so. So, uh, no, if, if the implication is – they sold those guys out because they left town. I think that would be wildly incorrect.
1: I think, I guess I understand where the question comes from um, as there were some grumblings about how Satterfield was congratulating guys on um, social media or um, in any position that he could. And there was not a word at least publicly from Luke Fickle. So.
0: Okay. Well, I don't think they would talk badly about the players themselves. No, so um, I agree. I mean, I think I think Luke probably had a, had a lot to do with Tennessee Titans being pretty readily available to take Josh Lyons. I mean, that's his
1: best friend, though. Of course, he's going to talk to his best friend, right?
0: Like, but I I mean, I think if a team calls, they're going to answer the phone and and say, yeah, I mean, great player, great guy, great character. So I think you know,
1: I don't. A lot th- of I of don't think they avoided the. That. Right. I don't think they avoided the phone calls. I just understand where the question may have come from. So, yeah. All right. Uh, over under on countdown day, the amount of freshly graduated Bearcats. I don't even huh. know what that means.
2: Cut down debt. I, I think you meant cut down debt. Like, right. you know, when the rosters are. Are fine. I read
1: lost. that question five times and it broke my brain.
2: Um, I mean, I think at least four, I think Ivan makes it, but I mean, this is the number we were at that were to be drafted or not. I think I took under, um, there's, I think a bunch of dudes are going to make practice squads. I think three, two, three, four dudes make practice squads. If we're talking main roster, like, you know, the, the, the. 64 man or whatever it is 53 man uh i'll go four
1: but does practice squad count as being on an nfl roster
2: you're not getting a full like you're not technically under contract i don't think as a practice squad player i think you get paid weekly as a practice squad player you are not like like if they cut you as a practice squad player, you're not you don't get any more money. See what I'm saying?
1: Right. Yeah, you're not guaranteed that contract for sure.
2: Right. Like I don't think there is a contract guaranteed or not. I think you're just no, there week to week until you're not. Yeah. So I I don't count. I wouldn't personally. I don't count that. I don't know about okay. you guys, but personally, I do not. I, I think the line of demarcation is like guaranteed contract on the like, on the
1: 53 man. Yeah. yeah. If that's the case, that's my
2: that's my take.
1: If that's the case, I still I still think I have to go over. There's a lot of dudes that got picked up in undrafted free agency. Um,
2: okay, so who, who, Ivan, and who?
1: I I feel like you're just
2: rolling the dice on one of them. Being yes, the, yeah, the, I'm t- I'm the okay. yeah, I'm I'm taking
1: okay,
0: the field. Yeah, I'm taking field. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's I, fine. I mean, it sucks. Lenny's kind of stuck. I mean, the Jaguars drafted another tight end as well. Um, and then obviously there's Evan Ingram there. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, if you're rolling the dice, maybe Lorenz Metz finally maximizes his crazy oozing potential. I still think it would
2: be more likely he starts on a practice squad. Right, right. Like on cutdown day, day, yeah. he's a practice squad guy.
0: Yeah. I, and then he I'd can earn probably, his,
2: his stripes.
0: From I'd probably him. go with
1: four. He's with the Bears. They don't have stripes, silly. <laughs>
0: Right. I'd, I'd probably go with four, <laughs> unless like Will Will Huber really flashes in Minnesota. I mean, it's just tough, man. It's tough. Did we hear
2: anything about Van Boston?
0: Yeah, he was invited to Colts rookie mini Okay, okay. So, um, we'll see. I I think four is the safe number there, but I yeah. I can see you taking the field, Aaron, and I I'd be okay with that.
2: I think it's just that, like, I get where Aaron's coming from. We all have confidence there's going to be four. Yeah. yeah. And then you just take the field that one of the other ones sneaks its right. way into an opening day roster. Right. I just feel comfortable with expanded practice mm-hmm. squads like they are now. I think teams are going to be more comfortable taking the, the rookies like that and making them work their way up through the practice squad.
1: You also have injuries between now and then with mini yeah. camp where you can hop, hop a guy and then with. Uh, the fall camps as well. So we'll see. uh Do you guys think Zach Taylor has a thing against drafting UC players due to his abysmal time there?
2: No. I mean, look, <laughs> I would love to have seen Cincinnati draft Tyler Scott in the third round when they, they had the opportunity, but they took a guy that was second in the entire NCAA in receiving yards that had played the position. That they were drafting a wide receiver to kind of groom behind uh Tyler Boyd. Like, do I think Tyler Scott plays in the slot in the NFL? Yeah, probably. Like, I think that's but the guy they took played in the slot mostly and was the number two leading receiver in terms of yards and in all of the like FCS college football.
1: Mm-hmm. I only can't knock help ahead
2: for making that pick.
1: The only knock I have on, on him uh as opposed to Tyler Scott is that he's going to be twenty-five this season, whereas Tyler Scott will be twenty-two. So Okay. That's that's the that's that's the biggest knock I had there. Um he, he's taller than Tyler. He's as fast, I guess. I mean, Tyler ran what we're being told is a four three. He ran a four three while he was here. Um the guy the Bengals drafted ran a four four and at that point i think you're splitting
0: hairs but yeah. um and the slot position is kind of evolving too where it's like you know you're you're
2: it's team to team
0: right exactly yeah some are adapting the whole bigger body not not quite the the super quick twitch fast guys just kind of more right a possession guy to to have mismatches against someone over the right. middle So, i don't know uh,
1: but no i don't i don't think they're they're but, purposely like, no, we don't want
0: UC guys because I, I. Yeah, maybe he does. He just sees like Tommy Tuberville's face every time <laughs> he's, that got, the, that the he's got that the C Paul flashes up. He's like, oh okay, god, PTSD. <laughs> Get a job. I do have a job. I'm the, I'm the head coach of the Bengals.
1: But no, um, I, I still I put out a tweet. I mean, I still think that nobody on the Bengals has me on their radar on Twitter at all. Um, nor do they listen to this podcast, where I said repeatedly that if you draft or or pick up even an Ivan Pace,
0: or, oh, you were all over that,
1: or Josh Wiley, they would pay for themselves in jersey sales alone on the West Side. If the East Side happens to fall in love with them, then you're then you're in the green. But
2: yeah, here we are. Yeah, I. I uh, no, go
1: ahead. Go ahead. All right, where does you see actually stand on filling up the wide receiver room? And adding another offensive tackle,
2: uh, they're in favor of it.
0: <laughs> it is a, it is an ongoing development.
2: <laughs> I think that's where they stand. I think they stand, they stand, they are pro filling up the wide receiver room and adding another uh, outside offensive lineman.
1: They're, they're on the go. same side of the line as all of us.
2: They uh they stand what who was um damn it. Uh the what was the old quote? Uh what do you think about the, the your offense's execution and in, in a post game press conference and the coach said I'm in favor of it? I'm for it <laughs> I'm in favor of it. Yeah. Execute all those motherfuckers. They're terrible. <laughs> Get them out of here.
1: That that was Brian Kelly.
2: No. No, it's an old NFL like 80s somebody, NFL coach.
1: Somebody said there yeah. there was there was something that happened with Brian Kelly where it came up with the word execute was used and he used it poorly and given his time at Notre Dame that was not the best look.
2: Right. No, this was this was an old NFL. It was not Brian Kelly. It was um for some reason Dick Vermeil yeah, Brian Kelly said they need to be executed. Um, it was, yeah, it was the Tampa Bay Bucks. John McKay, that's what it is. John McKay from Tampa Bay. What do you think of your offense's execution? I'm in favor of it. <laughs> there it is. Fake John Gogol.
1: All right. All um... right. And the last question in the football portion of the mailbag, uh, there are seven Bearcats that sign post-draft tender offers with various NFL teams. What is the over-under on how many of the seven make opening NFL opening game NFL rosters, not practice squads? We just uh, What is the over-under on how many start game one?
0: Start? Out of the undrafted? That's Zero.
2: What? Like 0. .5 and take the under.
1: Well, what if Why we're talking guys ha- – what if we're talking about guys that are on NFL umbrella under NFL umbrellas as they currently stand? Because even the guys that were drafted, I don't know that I don't know that more than one of them starts. And even that might only be on special teams.
2: Yeah. The, the, under, well, yeah.
1: So all right. Moving on to the basketball portion of the mailbag. The the last portion of the mailbag, might I add. Uh, would it be possible to have an NIL scholarship? A walk-on could conceivably get NIL money to pay for his tuition and be a member of the basketball team. I would assume that coaches have looked into this by being able to expand the roster. Isn't there 15 available players on the bench?
2: No, there's well, there's there's 13 scholarships. You can have as many walk-ons as you want. Uh, we have talked about this multiple times on on this mailbag. Um, I, I just. Do I think it's possible? Yeah, I think it's possible to have a player have his scholarship paid for by NIL. Um, But if I was the player, you know what I would want? I would want that money. And you to pay for my scholarship and to give me that money for me instead of letting you off the hook for covering my expenses with scholarships. So that's a difficult conversation to have, right? Two, if it was something that, if look, coaches look for every loophole they can find. And if this was something that was realistic, I have to think we would have heard of somebody doing it. Now, maybe it's coming. We just haven't heard it yet but knowing how coaches like coaches have guys on their staff that just comb for loopholes in their spare time like it happened we talked about this here before answering this question it happened before with like the uh club football that Luke Fickle and his staff started doing when they first got here they were allowed if you didn't catch this or if you weren't around at the time They were having all of the local players around town pay like $10 a week to come to a training facility and have like, like uh, football camps with the UC coaches and nobody else there. And it was perfectly legal. As long as they paid their $10 to get in, then they could come in and do these workouts and finally word started getting out and then you know how that works you know then two two schools are doing it then five schools are doing it then ten schools are doing it and now the NCA is going ncaa is going hey we got to shut this down immediately and then they shut it down um, um. they will take advantage of every loophole possible <clears throat> so if it was possible i have to think it either would have been done or will be done in the very near future. Now, one reason that it may not be, though, Brent, is that coaches really don't want thirteen scholarships in the first place. Most Brent. coaches would rather have like
0: eleven or twelve. Yeah, I—I I mean, that's the thing. It's like right now with with the portal the way it is, it's how how can you make thirteen you strong can't. players happy? It's
2: so you impossible. have to have like, you know, two get two developmental guys that understand their situation. Right. One guy that's hurt and then you have the 10 guys that that you play with. Right.
0: Well, and then if you tell one of them, "Hey, we're going to do this interesting thing where we're going to take you off scholarship, but we're yeah. going to pay for your schooling." You know what that guy might say? If if he's not all in, two feet in, 10 toes down, he'll say, "Okay, well, I'm going to be entering the portal tomorrow." And mm-hmm. just like that.
1: The Rocks won't kick themselves.
2: There you go. Why, why would the Rock kick himself?
0: Yeah, what? Uh, do Rocks have feet? You know the saying. Kick the rock Rocks. It, yeah. Are, are you talking about the Rock? Yeah, the Rock. Any idea
1: on who staff is contacting about non-conference scheduling?
0: Yeah, but if I
2: told you that right now, I'd have to kill you.
0: <laughs> Merrimack. Merrimack.
2: those yeah those are those are deals that are not signed yet and uh, we'll get to that as we get a little bit farther down the road
0: Merrimack. have
1: Merrimack you heard any class. new names have you heard any new names for 2024 after the first two open weekends
2: well so that was the plan for last night that was what I was gonna do last night after everybody you know got got back off the road, all my contacts in the basketball world uh, reconvened in their locations around the country. Uh, And then my my dog died. And then I cried a lot. Uh, And I've not been able to make those phone calls. Um, I missed one right before this show started. And I've been waiting for that person to call me back and it hasn't happened yet. That info is coming. Uh, But, you know, uh, the universe keeps kicking me in the nuts and well, preventing me from doing my job. Well, what? well,
1: there's only six questions left, so hopefully we can get through them before the phone call
0: comes. Um, I think there's this guy named Flori Badunga. I think yeah. I think he's pretty good. Two coaches were there watching him. I know that.
2: Yeah, Tra- Travis Perry. Yeah, also oh yeah, pretty
0: good. he's on that sa- the same team. That's convenient
2: yeah Super. Um, Riley riley did know, to
0: commit to purdue which i think not is, surprising right not surprising. Not, not surprising but i think a a good thing overall if i feel like he fits the purdue mold think about it
2: there's there's reasons that that's a good thing for uc we'll just look right. at that
0: so all right i do need uh, a fire
2: pit friday and some beers that is absolutely correct
1: Possible lineup combinations we might have with the new roster.
2: (laughs) Um, So at guard, you have uh, Jizzle James, Davion Thomas, and Micah Adams-Woods. One of them will play guard, point guard. Uh, On the wing, you have C.J. Frederick. You have uh, John Newman. uh, You have Dan Skillings. You have Seamus Lucosius. Uh, you have Josh Reed, Rayvon. who can kind of be a flex guy. You have Rayvon, um, and then uh, down low, uh, you know, and, and those those guys can like you can play two of those guys together at the two and the three, and then you have uh, you have uh, Vic, and then you have uh, Jamil Reynolds, and you have Odie Ogwama, and you have Sage Tolentino uh and we'll see if you know that's all or if maybe there's one more added there uh and those guys will will play the five and and some of them can play the four and you might see some guys in that second group slide down into the third group playing the four um so some combination of that are possible lineup combinations if you would like justin Berg's thoughts, justin berg has an article uh pinned to the top of the basketball message board uh, talking about his prediculations for the roster and uh, what the first team could look like, what the second unit could look like.
1: Well, what was that word? Prediculations. I've yeah. not. That's a new one. I've I've never heard that one from you. I I actually really like that word.
2: <laughs> that's a bird word. That's literally in the title of the article. I prediculations. I
0: Aaron, you read the article, so yeah, sure, sure. Y- you missed it. All my free time running after. His a little little wee baby child today. His his pl- yeah. Well, I hear you, man. Um, his play on words was premature prediculations. So, um, of course, it is.
2: <laughs> you can, now you get now you get a better feel. I
0: think you can surmise what what the uh, connection is there. So. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, tried uh, to,
2: I tried not <laughs> to take it there, and and Brent, you
0: know, Brent just for, Brent. for for turned me through. for me Aaron. I'm excited to see some some like run and gun with Skilling's and like hopefully Rayvon's ready and you could like I, I feel like I feel like Brian on the wings and woof. Brent
1: has plenty of those prediculations on a daily basis.
2: They're they're also premature. Wow. Okay, that's what I was getting
1: at. Uh Ray's being listed at six seven one eighty. Where would you guys like to see the Monster Factory get him to?
2: I love um, this question. S- six nine. Can 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 Mike get him to six nine? Like you put him on that up upside down hanging thing,
1: Ooh, stretch him out.
2: Yeah, stretch him out a couple couple. You know, I love six nine <laughs> six nine wings. So
1: <laughs> put him put him in God. whatever put him in whatever contraption the Oompa Loompas had to put the uh, little cowboy kid in to to stretch him back out. Um, right. But no, I, I'd like to see him get to if he stays at six seven. If he doesn't grow, um, I'd like to see him get to like one ninety five.
2: Yeah, that's that's about right. One ninety five, two hundred is about right for a wing in that that range.
0: Hell, if he get if he gets up to like two two fifteen, not two fifteen, two ten, two hundred five. I mean, he's that's a power good.
2: forward. He's a he's a small ball. No, that's a
0: that, that's a good strong built size. Okay, on the wing.
1: You're just changing his entire body type.
0: Not, not really. He's putting I thirty mean, pounds on him. I'm saying the Monster Factory does some crazy things. You're right. I'll just take what Jamil's losing. (laughs) Dan Skillings is 205. I mean, Landers Nolly was 220.
2: I mean, if we're talking about what Ray looks like when he's uh, in his sixth year of college basketball.
0: Right, it's not crazy to say that.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. after six years.
0: I'm just saying, like, like that's not crazy for a Wayne. Do you
1: know if any current or and or former Bearcats are planning on participating in the Smith League this summer?
2: No. Right.
0: I imagine a lot will. I I, I saw Seamus Lacocious, was that was one of the uh, breadcrumbs. He followed the the, the Smith League um, on like Friday, <laughs> so it's like ah, uh, okay, another breadcrumb.
1: Uh, One of my favorite names in all of Bearcat Journal, Lucy Loves Banana. Uh, Is there smoke with UC and Bandago? Any concern with team slash coach chemistry if we have to do any more roster gymnastics?
2: Yes, no. I love when they ask yes or no questions. I'm a big fan. And I love Lucy Loves Banana. That's the best name in the history of of Bearcat Journal, Lucy Loves Banana.
1: it's It's a good one. Uh, all right, so yes, there is smoke and no, there is no concern with team and or coach chemistry. I mean, who knows?
2: like it, it, somebody's probably gonna get pissed off if another guy's added like, but again, I, I the, the commas uh, on my bank account are a lot less than the commas on the bank account of the guy that that works in the big office in the Linder Center. And I don't concern myself with that until until I hear, Like, these guys want to kill each other? I don't really worry about it.
1: I'm glad you brought that back up because it allowed me to interject my joke in when Brent said, oh, people have phone numbers as bank accounts. Yeah, mine is the operator.
0: Pretty cool number.
2: It's a good thing your baby mama's doing well.
1: (laughs) I think you guys could get B Fox on a pod to talk about since he rains. I think everyone has a ton of questions might make for a good pod and raise awareness.
2: We've done that. Um, I I guess sometime during the summer we can, we can have my boy B Fox back on to uh, chat it up. But um, if you just search in the YouTube channel, uh, we actually had Brian Fox and John Cunningham uh, on, and they both uh, did some talk about, that was on BCJ Pod, right,
0: Aaron? Yeah, that was BCJ yeah. Pod.
2: I don't know if they're ready to be on this one.
0: We don't. We don't put lawyers on this podcast. B, B Fox would do fine on this one.
2: Yeah, probably.
0: He's probably. he's the
1: fireside chat guy, though. I don't know that he's ready for what we do here.
2: Oh, he would be. Trust me, B Fox would be fine. I
0: know. Be all right. He's he's an Avon, Indiana guy. He can handle it.
1: All
0: right. I don't what what does that mean? fossey bear. All right. would signing bandago. You said a funny and and someone threw threw a tomato at you. Faj. Waka waka There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, (laughs) Would
1: signing bandago likely mean losing Reynolds, or would Sage Reed, Newman, and Mike Adams Woods be the real candidates? I don't know. Man, people really want to get rid of Micah. I know.
2: I've said like 30 times, like I would be shocked if Micah's not on this roster well, next year. When when
1: you say why, why would Alvin,
2: adding a five run Micah off?
1: I was gonna say when you when you're when you're listing how many guards we have and the number is three, that's you don't want less than three. Well, three like point guards. I, I think you don't some, want less than three point guards if one gets injured. You're down
0: to two guys.
2: And then you're a sprained oh, away no, I, from disaster. I, I, believe me,
0: I agree. I agree, but it's not like just those three are playing the one and the two. But, you yeah. oh, I wow. just
2: look, I, we'll see, guys. We will cover it as it happens. I don't get into the speculation because, again, if I say something <laughs> and give my opinion, the next thing you know, it's on the message boards and on Twitter. Oh, Chad said, Chad said, so and so's gone. Chad said, Wes is running this guy off. Like, I I did not say that. So I can't give my opinion on this stuff anymore. Like, if you would like to ask Aaron and Brent, and they are free to give their opinion, and then if people try to pin that on them, that's perfectly fine with me, because I will have plausible deniability to say, I never said that. Aaron said it. (laughs) Take it up with Aaron.
1: Well, I got my information from Chad, and he said... That's the mailbag. Get <laughs> us out of here, Brett.
0: Well, a nice, uh, tidy BBP, if you will. No guests. Royer out on, uh, on a, on assignment, I think is. That is the right though, Steve. I, I did
2: say I like me products and you got some and they're awesome. Right. So
0: yes, right. there you go. Yes.
2: There you go. Yes. They are awesome. They and are. And uses them <laughs> as well.
0: I, I, have not used them. I, oh. Sure. No? You should. Uh, maybe I'll get some later. Maybe you I'll should. get some later. Uh, uh, okay. John White17 wants an Aaron Smith stamp of his Bengals grade.
1: I'll be honest. I haven't looked into it enough to feel good about giving my grade on the draft. So, what I will say is when Dave inevitably gives his opinion, I'll chime in between now and Wednesday night. And, and I'll give my grade on Wednesday. How's that? Okay.
0: Draft, draft grade grades are funny, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was helping my sister move. Babies, baseball.
1: Like, I got, I had to go to a doubleheader yesterday. Oh, man. Driving to and from Cincinnati two and a half hours each way. Come on, man.
2: I, my dog died.
1: And no one's asking you for a grade.
2: Hold on. I want to, I want to, before I wasn't,
1: we go, I'm looking for up, sympathy. I'm just saying, I don't, I didn't have time I'm to just research the draft as well as I would like to.
2: I'm just being me. I do want to put up my favorite picture of bear before we get out of here today.
1: Okay.
2: Takes a while to, uh, to get to, because it was from when he was a puppy mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll tell the story from when he was a puppy. Okay. Um, He did not like, the rain at all right and we had like we lived in newport so we had like a little porch in newport and then Mm -hmm. we would uh we would take him out to go to the bathroom and instead of going to the bathroom he would just stand and look at the rain and be like nah fam yeah I'm i'm not i'm not i'm not doing that what do you think we do? That was him. <laughs> he would he would just stand there and look at it. So we actually had to start putting a puppy pad on the right. porch so that he would go on the so he had somewhere to go when it was raining outside because yeah. that is exactly what Bear did every time it was raining outside. We had to put actually like we had to put a little something for him to stand on down there so he could like he, see just, it, yeah. would, he would just stand and just be like, "Huh. No. Nah, I'm <laughs> not doing that."
0: Y'all are that's crazy. Not it, man. I'm not going yeah, out not there. It.
2: He's like, y'all don't, y'all don't go take a piss in the rain. Why this should is, I go is, take a piss in the rain?
1: This is that dog as a puppy, though, right? Not as like a oh, full yeah, yeah, grown. Yeah. This oh. no,
2: this is like eventually he would go pee in the rain, but like I just early when we were potty training. So my thing on potty training, when I have a puppy, I just take him outside every thirty minutes.
1: I just so want to make sure that loud ass bark was not coming from that little ass dog in this
2: picture. No, he got he got bigger out here. There's bear right after his last haircut.
1: That
0: that makes more sense.
2: Yeah. That's my guy.
0: Good boy. It's a good boy.
2: Yep. Rest in peace, buddy.
0: Amen, man. Amen. Get us out of here. I got you, bro. Well, hey, uh, special thanks as always to Danko Transmission and Auto Care. Special thanks as well to Quick quick Paper Supply for their timestamps. But uh, a lot going on. All through yo, Adrian, next
2: week. Yo, Adrian.
0: Yo, Adrian, next week. And, of course, as, as always, stay locked in the BCJ. A ton going on still. There's no doubt about it. But without further ado, for my guys, my pals, good friends, good buddies, Aaron Smith and Chad Brendel, I am Brent Young have a – this is, well, another fantastic BBP presented by BearcatJournal.com.
2: See ya!